0: You guys didn't like Kahlua? Fine. I've drink of that lately. The the ones better. What's up, Internet? You're listening to the 15th episode of the Series 6 Podcast, where we review each and every episode of Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. We are your hosts. I'm R.D. I'm Jay. I'm Red. Get ready to engage your hyperdrive. But before getting into that, let's welcome Jay back. He skipped an episode. What's up, man? What's
1: up, man? You know, you know i been busy, little... No worries, no worries. Travel
0: and kids and school and... Well, it's good to have you back. It's
1: good to be back, man, because that other life wasn't fun at all.
0: And also, let's introduce Red to our one listener. <laughs> I mentioned him in a previous episode, but not by name. Um, I said that he's the dad of my son's little buddy. So... Red listener, listener red.
2: Hey, how's it going? Bit of a pause there.
1: Yeah, I don't mind the pause. I do wanna comment on the fact that you hated our first episode. (laughs) I
2: didn't (laughs) wait no no. I I I didn't hate the first episode. I was just saying, you know, the audio was a bit, you know (laughs) We had a history of bad audio.
0: You just like you guys suck. I appreciate that, man. I do appreciate honesty. Yeah, no, no, but I made the case for us. I told them that you know we're getting better, man. I promise. <laughs> one more chance. One more chance. Honestly, I you know I thought it was actually pretty good. I
2: when I first heard it, I I wasn't expecting that much, but you know I was <laughs> a little more impressed than I thought it would be.
0: Like, oh, it sounds pretty uh, oh, pretty open.
2: professional, actually. You know, a little bit of the quality of the audio, but that can be fixed down the road. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. I think RD's better than I am, so. At what? Audio, maybe? Oh, um, I have a background in it. Um, <clears throat> so guys, I want to talk to you about an event coming up this month, and I wasn't sure if you two were privy to it. Fathom Events is bringing the 1986 theatrical flop Transformers the movie back to theaters for a second chance.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah, I had no idea. On
0: September 27th, at 7pm, it'll be showing just one time at select theaters across the country get out across the u.s sorry friends in other parts of the world but you know it's not available to you guys sorry um so jay yeah you got to get your tickets man i'm working on that right now (laughs) (laughs) i I hear you tapping away at your keyboard (laughs) when where what theater so order your tickets listener at fathomevents.com you'll have to search for transformers the movie No, Fathom Events is not a sponsor, but they provide an amazing service. It's basically like giving the fan communities what they want, which is something that mainstream movie distributors don't consider a priority. Right. So Fathom Events distributes movies on a smaller scale and gets the word out, uh, which is affordable for them, affordable for us, and profitable for the movie theaters. So I wish them enormous success because if they do well, it's good for us, the fans. No kidding, man. I'm all in. Wow. I hope Fathom's a sponsor. Damn. <laughs> They're not a sponsor.
1: <laughs> maybe they will I, after maybe, they listen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe we'll give them a bump. <laughs> People tell them that we sent them their way. So I have a topic, guys. All right. Shoot. Yeah. There are lots of shows, both animated and live action, that remain beloved throughout the decades. But sometimes, in an attempt to harness that nostalgia, those shows are rebooted and brought back. That brings me to my question. Mm-mm. Can you name a classic show that was rebooted and didn't have the success of the original? Okay, Red, you go first, man. I'd say GI Joe.
2: What
0: they rebooted?
2: it? They rebooted it, didn't they?
0: Yeah, GI Joe Renegades. That was good, actually. <laughs> it was in the same mold as uh the A Team. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't think I ever
2: saw that one, but I I don't think any of the new shows ever hit as big as uh the original.
1: No, they didn't have the same success. That's for sure. No. But um, I think they have like. Quiet cult following like I mean, they did rebooted with um Sigma Six. Oh yeah, that was another reboot. I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that, I thought that was pretty good. I bought my son all the Snake Eyes and. I don't
2: think I ever saw the show. I did see the toys though. The toys were pretty cool. Did it have a show? Sigma Six. Yeah, you can
1: check yes. it. It's out
2: there, man. It's it's okay, man. It's not.
1: Nice. It's
0: very very anime. yeah very anime, very anime. <laughs> like Roadblock was always hungry and eating cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous, dude. And Tunnel
1: Rat was like some spiky red-haired dude with glasses giggling all the time.
0: Oh, boy. He was like the little uh, devil may care troublemaker. This is yeah. very, very manga-esque. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it yeah.
1: truly was, man. I mean, if you want to watch a reboot that's really good, Resolute? Mm-hmm. Is
0: it Resolute, right? Resolute. That's what it was called. I saw Resolute. Resolute was very good. Mm-hmm. Back to Sigma Six. What they got right and what like every iteration of G.I. Joe gets right is the Arashikage storyline. Yes. Every single time. They always take it seriously and they always do it well and like a little different. They change it up a little bit. Right.
1: Snake Eyes having two Padawans was excellent. Jinx made sense because that was the background. But she didn't go into the whole blind master thing that was the
2: original storyline. Wait, they had Jinx and Sigma Six? Yeah, she was there. So Snake Eyes. Hold on. She showed up in Sigma Six? I didn't see that. She was. She was, He had two sidekicks.
1: Snake Eyes had two sidekicks, episode one. Oh, wow. They're fighting ninjas in the snow
0: training. I forget the guy's name. Did they bring over the Ninja Force guys? Because I know like in the late 80s, they had Ninja Force. The, there was like one guy named Nunchuck. That was him. That was him. Okay.
1: So they had Nunchuck and Jinx was, his, was Snake Eyes' two sidekicks.
0: Gotcha. Wait, there was a character called Nunchuck? Yeah. Yeah, and another one called Chabang. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is wrong. Really?
2: Really? Did it didn't get it right. Yeah, this is a reboot
1: that screwed it up bad. Man. Oh, man. Jay, what's your reboot? Oh, man, I got two, unfortunately, just because of conversation we had before. So um, my first one, I have to say both of them just because one's going to be on the anime side, animation side and the other's the real life side. The Knight
2: Rider reboot. Yes. Of two thousand. Oh my God! <laughs> Are you kidding? That show was amazing. What? I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. What? The show okay, was un- okay, It was You, were un- about, to get, you were about to get banned? No, <laughs> no the
0: show was unwatchable, man. I it remember. Was, I man. actually heard it was good. I never saw it. No, it was
1: not. no. Who told? Who told it, you that? There was somebody not. lied to me. Absolutely. All right. You know, there might have been a car fan. Now, first and foremost, they messed it up every single way. Michael Knight was, like, dead and gone with some new guy. And then they couldn't make Kit again. They made some new car that was a, the new Mustang instead of the instead of a Trans Am because the Trans Am didn't exist at the time. So they made a Mustang GTO. And it was just ridiculous, dude. It was bad. It was just bad in
0: every single way. It had, like, a stealth capability, right? It had a bunch of different stuff that
1: it could have been okay. But the problem was that show Viper had already come out. <laughs> mm-hmm. It had, like, taken all the good tech. Gotcha. So,
0: they, they they were just, you know, an uphill battle already. And there was also the Night 2000 starring um the Hoff. I don't know what that, is. that was. Night Rider 2000? I don't remember that one. I don't remember that one either, man. I think... Yeah, it, it was Night 2000. It came out in the late 90s. Okay. And it was David Hasselhoff. And they had put Kit inside um the new model, Firebird.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: it was a red Firebird instead of black.
1: Oh, yeah? I totally didn't watch that. <laughs> I totally missed that. Oh. Yeah, that
2: doesn't sound <laughs> familiar to me. That
0: sounds horrible, dude. Yeah. It was like a made-for-TV movie, I believe, but it came off to me like a pilot, like, oh, shit, they're going to start Knight Rider again. Yeah, yeah. But they, they never did.
1: <laughs> they tried after the new show. Like I said, man, that show Viper killed it, man. It made more sense and it was a low-budget show.
0: What the new Night Rider show was doing, though, I think, was um, it was like, feeding off of the lore of the old one. Yeah. So, it, like, the kid finds out that he's Michael Knight's uh, son. Yeah. Because Ma- Mike, think... Mike got her out? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Hasselhoff, like, makes an appearance or something. Yeah, I remember like, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, they thought he was dead or whatever. And... Right. Right. Yeah, You know, the life of a super spy. Right. One thing I remember
2: about that show is that... Uh, I... One of the reasons I found it unwatchable was that the, the main guy was kind of douchey. <laughs> so, he was, man. He, <laughs> he was, was totally douchey. I, I,
1: I just Dude, couldn't... I hated his hair, man. What yeah, was he was terrible. I
2: don't I know like... who the hell the casting agent was, but ah, I was like, oh, man, this is not. <laughs> you
1: know, Dude, I wanted to smack him. I was like, I wouldn't have taken him seriously.
0: You know, if uh, if it weren't for, for the camp, uh, I think David Hasselhoff would come off really douchey, too. <laughs>
2: oh, <Yeah>. yes. Probably. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, no. he was silly yeah the
1: campers, but that's what made the show though how campy it yeah. was right, right you know how we're talking about douchey uh-huh. there's a movie and I can't remember the name of the movie That um, where David Havelhoff is the villain and his name is Le Douche <laughs> 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 you gotta look it up it's some, a, ninja, like a... it's some ninja movie of some sort I was dying man I was like wait a minute his name is Le <laughs> I was like okay
2: so I was like okay hold on a second do you guys remember him as uh, Nick Fury? I do. Yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: It was lame too bit Oh <laughs> bad times, man. So my other my other one is also car related. Um, the Speed Racer remake. Where they make them, oh, yeah,
0: they make the
2: Mach nine. We talked about this one. Wait, a cartoon?
1: Yeah,
0: cartoon. Yeah. It's on it. Was Actually, on. It- I can redeem myself because I said it was. It came out in the 90s. It actually came out in the early 2000s.
1: Yeah, it was bad, dude. And my son loved it. Loved it when he was a kid. Watched it all over the place. I'm looking at it. I'm just like mad the whole time.
0: <laughs> the reason I know about that show is because when it was out, they also released like a, a classic version of the of Mach 5. Mm-hmm. Like a big, like you could fit G.I. Joe's in it. It was that big. Get out, dude. They still
1: have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it
0: has a speed racer. Like uh, I bought it. So I still have it, like, somewhere in my collection. Right. And it came with a DVD of that show, like, yeah, like with yeah. one or two episodes on it or something like that. Yeah, and be. I was like, this show is garbage. It's crap. I mean, crap, this, this Mach 5 is awesome, but the show that came with it, garbage. But, uh, and I'm sorry, I know your son likes the show. No, he, <laughs> he loved it when he was a
1: kid. I was sorry when I saw him. pick. Like, I, you know, I watched the first episode and I was kind of like, mm. And, like, I watched it with him. He was young, but he was like, oh, look. he started watching all of it. Every time I turn around on Netflix, he's watching this show. I was like, what the? No, man. No. <laughs> dang it. But, you know. Was the show also called Speed Racer? Um, I think it is. I think he kind of liked the song, too, but it was bad,
0: dude. So, you have to show it to your son. I actually showed him the Speed Racer movie, and he likes it a lot. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You see, I couldn't get mine to watch it. But he just like, you know, he's like, he's like, he's
2: he's a teenager now. He's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, my son loves it also. He loves that movie.
0: It's like a live action cartoon. Yeah. They really like pulled that yeah, off. They did. That guy Rain is actually pretty good at it. Mm-hmm.
2: This stuff actually kind of backfires on me when I show my son older movies because it's like, uh, you know, those movies come and gone. The merchandise is come and gone. So when he wants like a toy, <laughs> to explain. You know, you oh, gotta not... get vintage. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> eBay. You know. <laughs> So <laughs> that's cool. Man. I wound up getting him uh I guess the box six from the movie. That's a pretty big one with electronic sounds and he I nice. love that thing. Good deal, man.
1: My dude is not you feel like he's beyond tours now. He's a teenager. He's thirteen, man. He's like I am highly evolved. He's more interested in trying to figure out the stuff that he's working on now. I feel like kids like are different now, man. It's crazy. It's this um strange perception on how imagination works. And it has to be facilitated hmm. by somebody else, not necessarily them all the time. So it's kind of concerning for me, but you know. That's interesting. It is. Uh-huh. Think about how the kids play now. It's a, Something facilitates them getting into it.
0: Yeah, there's like the whole Twitch thing where you watch somebody else play a video game. Yeah. I don't get that. I don't either. Dude. Yeah, I don't get <laughs> that either.
1: Don't either. It's a little strange. Dudes in my office that do that, like on one of the other teams, I'm walking by and I'm, He's watching the entire
0: game being played. I'm like, what the, what, why, man, why?
1: This is entertaining for you?
0: I guess you kind of vicariously experience it because the person is, is talking you through it as well. That's still crap. Nice try, man, nice try, RG. <laughs> Stop trying to sympathize with these losers. <laughs> That's right.
1: You read my mind. See, this is why we've been friends for so long, RG. <laughs> The lay douchers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) RD, what's yours, man? Mine is He-Man. What? Wait, you weren't you weren't a fan of the movie? I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about shows. What? Which one? So He-Man, like you had the original one from the eighties, right? Okay. Yep. The filmation. uh...
1: Oh, you're talking about the Saturday morning when he had the ponytail.
0: Yeah, that's the one. What? Yes. He-Man with the ponytail. He-Man in space. Oh,
1: that was so (laughs) wrong, dude. I was so mad. I was so mad Uh,
0: with it. And he was skinny. He was. was. Crackhead He-Man in space. Wait a minute. He never changed back
1: either. Is that right? Right. He didn't change it to Adam. You're right. He was always He-Man. It was ridiculously stupid. You know why I remember it? Because it came on right before Skeleton Warriors and Wildcats. But yes,
0: wrong, wrong. Then it got rebooted again. Okay. Uh, so this is in the early 2000s. You didn't like that one either. I think they called it Masters of the. Well, it didn't. No, I'm not saying that it sucked. I'm saying it didn't do as well as it's as the original. Oh, okay, no, no, it yeah. didn't catch fire the way the original did. Masters of the Universe was fantastic. It was, dude. That show was excellent. It dude. was well animated. It had uh good voice actors in it, like for the day, uh Gary Chalk. He's the guy that that voiced Optimus Primal. Oh yeah. Uh, and. He was a man at arms in that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. When did this show come out? I don't remember the show at all. 2000-something? I want to say 2003 or four.
2: Wow, I don't remember the show at all. Red, man. Oh, man, dude. This is one you have to show the kids.
0: You <laughs> will love it. He will love it. They took all the silliness from the original He-Man out. Yep. And replaced it with good storytelling. Yes. <laughs> yes, they did, man. Adam is not quite as foppish. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was part of his charm F- foppish that's the word you're gonna use
2: <laughs> we all know what you mean <laughs> oh man that's good this is a kid show right <laughs>
1: no no
0: <laughs> we try to keep it PG-13 but occasionally I drop an F-bomb <laughs> Not that f bomb. The pink shirt
1: and the <laughs> pink shirt and the purple shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. no, no, wrong f bomb. Okay.
2: <laughs> so, but wait, this new show—you um, say it was a more serious take on the. Yeah, but wait, they kept the silly names though.
0: Oh yeah. So he yes. man
2: He-Man is still he man.
0: Yes, yeah, and Stratos is in there. Fisto and Fisto. Yeah. Fist <laughs> up, yeah. Mechanic, right. Ram Man,
2: oh, so He Man and the Masters of the Universe, yeah, that was the show.
0: That might be it, yeah. Uh, it might be called Only Masters of the Universe, but it was it was a good show. I mean,
2: art animation. Oh wait, was this around the time they they started releasing those the He Man figures again? Around that time, I guess. Yeah. Probably they probably yep. did.
0: They were designed by the Four Horsemen, right? I remember. Yep. These group of toy designers that were well known for their sculpt detail, and they made like really cool stuff. So yeah, that was my choice: Masters of the Universe and He-Man. I thought we were just talking about stuff that was bad that didn't do well. Skinny crackhead He-Man. That's right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No comment on the movie. The movie? The you know what? I like that. He movie. He does like the movie. <laughs> 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 yeah, the the Dolph Lundgren vehicle <laughs> yeah i think you need to see that movie again <laughs> no man i have seen I you have it, recently, it. Man. you have it dude. oh really yeah, yeah yeah he has it like there's a time travel element yep there is courtney cox <laughs> well that's a plus <laughs> that's true yeah that I remember. It's, a, it's like a teenage courtney cox It's awesome i was just watching that recently the guy from
2: star trek in there
0: yeah there's too many people in there man <laughs> and frank langella as skeletor yeah that that, that good. I,
2: he that was that's good. the one he thing i good. that i did like that was a great performance he was the best part of that movie actually you might be right about that that i did like yeah did i think it's a reason it was
1: good granted tila and man in arms were handling it man man in arms with this kind of hamburger hill approach i kind of
0: appreciate that there's a lot of badassery in that yeah
1: agree. i agree i'm you know i kind of I, I
2: don't like it as much as rd does but i can yeah. give it some space I don't like the silly Gwildor character. Oh, Would you prefer that they threw Oracle in there? No. I think dude. that's what he was. Well, that's what he was,
0: yeah. The alternative to Oracle. Yeah,
2: yeah that, that movie, it strikes me as one of those movies that, like, every time you could tell, like, when they're trying to do a big budget movie and they run out of money, it's like, oh, let's take most of the story to Earth, <laughs> you know, we'd have to pay, <laughs> yes. you know, for a right. set or any of that stuff. Right. You know, I'm what watching do? that movie. I'm thinking, oh, we get to see Eternia. No, Eternia no. weren't there for like five minutes, and then boom, we're in some big yeah. town, you know?
1: Yeah. It's, it's definitely some small town. Yeah. Nobody knows. Is, you know?
2: Save some money. <laughs> there was a great article I saw online about um, the making of that movie. They were talking about all that. Really? Behind the scenes stuff. Um, yeah,
0: I'll send it to you. Buddy. Yeah, that'd be cool. Man. All
2: right, I guess we've
1: talked enough about
2: our, all
0: of that stuff that we
2: <laughs> dumped
0: in. Kung Fu: The Legend Continues. Oh no, man, stop! <laughs> wait, Kung Fu. <laughs> the, wait, that's right. They had oh, a remake, man. right? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. That, that movie. That was a continuation of the old show, Kung Fu. Yes, right, right, right,
1: right. Yeah, that was bad, dude. That couldn't Where deal. His
0: son was a cop. Right. And David Carradine would like. Help him with his sage wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was stupid. I hated that show,
1: man. They should have let it go after they made the Kung Fu movie when he met his son. I think his son was
2: Brandon Lee. Say what? I
1: think that's right.
0: In the original Kung Fu show?
2: There
1: was a Kung Fu movie.
2: There was a movie. Oh, you're right. No kidding. I have it here. Kung Fu the movie. Wow. Brandon Lee was his son. Look at that. I don't think I ever saw that one, actually. That, it was actually
1: really good. I mean, it was, a, you know, they, they got all mystical on it, too, man. He did something where he, like, did the monk chant. And it just kind of shook the entire world around them. He was like, um, and then everything was like shaking and trembling. He had some other level of martial arts where I mean, he didn't, wow, wait, he didn't yeah. do anything. He had like Kung Fu superpowers. Yeah, exactly. And his son couldn't, and, you know, his son was being trained by the bad one of the bad guys. But, you know, figures Bruce, you know, Bruce's
2: kid would be in the movie he created. I'm surprised they haven't brought that show back. That's Bruce something did. that's lacking. Yeah. Like oh, they had, yeah. you know, shows like Into the Badlands. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh I don't dude. Know that show.
1: It's Annie's show. You should check it. It's on Netflix.
0: No, I mean I heard uh, I think it's AMC. AMC, you're right. Yeah, AMC, yeah. It's it was it's really good. I that know was... of it. I heard it's really good, I just haven't seen it. Okay, so you guys ready to sneak into the Queen's lair? No. <laughs> that, <sounds a> little, <laughs> that makes me feel a little bit sure. nervous.
1: <laughs> Not I, I sneaking into any Queen's lair.
0: <laughs> like... Creep me in the
1: teepees. <laughs> Damn, man. That'll get me in a whole mess of trouble.
0: <laughs> all right so this episode aired on september 17th 1986 and it was written by christopher rowley now chris rowley you may remember also wrote episode 10 trash and he also wrote rabbi bob's wedding vows <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know because they're all BFFs. oh that's right, that's right. <laughs> uh, anyways oh, shout out, this is quick <laughs> what's up rabbi bob <laughs>
1: I love that
0: We kid because we love you That's right. <laughs> Oh sorry man oh, That was great uh, Anyways this is Queen's Lair And it's starting now It starts off on Galactic Headquarters of the Power Cowboys A.K.A. Beta Mountain
1: What? Stop it man, just stop it Power Cowboys?
0: What the? <laughs> Let's keep it moving <laughs> It's a good idea So Commander Handlebars asked Meluhura what's happening and uh, dude is pushing buttons at a giant vidcom and says that all outside communications are being jammed. Then he immediately lets in the first call they get. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how it works? <laughs>
1: so back to back to, Melahura. you notice? <laughs> but that's the part that struck me really messed up, man. This whole room full of tech, right? There's not a single chair in the room. <laughs> Not a no. single chair. Everybody in the room standing you know around. What? Everybody stand your ass up. <laughs> Everybody, it's like you're the, at work. <laughs> exactly. So in the future, we can expect not to be. Everybody has standing desk. Your job will be done uh, standing up. That's horrible. Right now, they, they tell me about it, dude. The, the, you look at it. Go back and watch it again. The entire room is on their feet, looking at the screen. While you know, male horror is yeah. pressing buttons. I'm like, that's messed
0: up. That's just messed up. You go to work. All right, so... <laughs> Whatever. I'm See, sorry. Remember we, ta- remember we talked about uh, stepping on jokes? I'm <laughs> that sorry, it. man. Just... Did I step on a joke? <laughs> I'm sorry. Man. I just had to make a point. I don't know. That was, that was a good point, though. Yeah, we're sorry. Yeah. All right, let's get back to it. Um, So he immediately lets, it, lets it the first call they get. It's the queen. And she has good news. Just kidding. She's still an a-hole.
1: Yeah. Greetings, earthlings. I am the power.
0: So, her opening line is, I am the power. And then the camera pulls back to reveal she's wearing a loincloth and riding Battle Cat. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> that's kind of disgusting, actually. Have you seen her? I, <laughs> I'm <laughs> He-Man. <laughs> she's nice. Remember, He-Man he- used to have that like super deep voice, but I at the know. same time it was soft. It was echoey, though. It had the echo chamber. Yeah. I am He-Man,
1: He-Man, He-Man.
0: What are you saying, Battle Cat? <laughs> As luck would have it, all of the rangers are present, along with handlebars, Waldo, and a few randos. No relation to Waldo. No, wait, wait, wait. There, there may be some of Waldo's relatives there. Oh, yeah. Like, they're definitely Andorian. Okay. And get this, Jay, they're young. Yeah, oh, yeah. What? Whoa, I got to go back and watch again. So yeah, the other. I guess that that answers the question of whether Andorians are born as senior citizens. No, every- they're not. <laughs> yes, I guess not, because everyone we saw was old. Every
2: single one. Yeah, up until now. Huh. Can I just mention something? Yeah. Um, Waldo. I don't know if you guys have mentioned this before, but why that name?
0: Waldo? Like it seems uh, such a weird
2: choice for you. I know.
0: think Robert Mandel would say, Why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great non answer. <clears throat> yeah, because he like somebody asked him about Larry. Why'd you name him Larry? And he said, Why not? That's up there with <laughs> because I could, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I appreciate him being named Waldo because I it gave me like an opportunity to make a really cool Where's Waldo joke a couple episodes back. <laughs> it did, it did. But we have
1: so much fun with them all anyway, man. Just I can't. Waldo is like the most aggressive pacifist I've ever met. Yeah. Red now, Red, you you know he's a pacifist. If you see somebody other episode, I'm a pacifist, and then he commences to like shielding people with his power
0: ring. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. He's like, I didn't do anything. Yes, you did. Yeah. No, you beat somebody in the head with a shield. Maybe he,
2: he clearly doesn't know what a pacifist means then.
0: Yeah, I mean, he didn't say pacifist. He said,
1: pass the fist.
2: <laughs> F-I-S-T. Uh, well done, well done. Thank you very much. Thank you. Wait, that guy with the handlebar mustache, has he been on the show before?
0: Yeah, he's their commander. Commander uh-huh. Walsh. Commander Wallace.
1: Okay. Yep, handlebars.
0: Yeah, a mustache. So yeah. he, he gives them their orders and then sends them on their missions.
1: He voluntels
0: them. You know, mm-hmm. you ever heard that before? volun, <laughs> volun-
1: told. I never heard that, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> They're They're voluntold to do something. Series fives are going up. Docs don't eat a sandwich like
0: mother. What? <laughs> <laughs> like what? I should have never walked in this room. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Doc's expression all the time. <laughs> So the queen says she called to give them a demonstration. Zach looks pissed when he sees the queen. Like, his eyebrows actually spin around and make a gazoo sound.
1: <laughs> 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 you blame him, dude? You know he's PO'd every time he sees or hears her name, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, he's like, I got it. No,
0: no. He, that, it's it's between him and her, it's personal. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I wish the writers had done a little bit more of that I mean, the
0: Yeah. Then she shows them her new weapon. It is, I shit you not, a combination of the Death Star from Star Wars A New Hope and the Star Killer Base from Star Wars The Force yes. Awakens. Wonder where they got those ideas. It's a combination of both of those weapons. I think Chris Riley did a little borrowing for Star Wars, and then 30 years later, JJ Abrams said, Hold my beer, and ripped <laughs> off this episode of Galaxy <laughs> yeah, Rage
1: <I> <laughs> He did, man, it's totally the same episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Minus the Jedi. It's great. Mm. So the demonstration the Queen was talking about involves her providing live footage of Death Star Killer Space Cannon as it charges up and fires a beam into hyperspace. Right. And it hits Earth's moon, removing most of Jackie Gleason's face. <laughs> <I'm
1: a stumped laughs> dude. You know what I want man out of this thing? I want her GoPro. <laughs> because her GoPro followed a energy beam through
0: hyperspace all the way hit them and showed it to them all on the screen. That's some pretty ingenious camera work. No kidding, man. So everybody is shocked and horrified by what she did to the moon. The queen breaks into a celebratory crip walk and then finishes it with a booty clap. While <laughs> 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 sitting on that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Battle Cat looks confused the entire time. <laughs> it's like what just happened <laughs> so um handlebars interrupts her and asks what she wants 5000 humans now based on what she did to the moon she could easily kill 5 million humans with one shot yeah so handlebars agrees to her terms and the episode ends so what would you guys think of the episode <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> No, actually, the, the queen gives them some time to think it over and uh, cackles for 90 awkward seconds before hanging up.
1: You know, this sounds like an episode from um, Austin Powers, almost.
0: <laughs> like, you know, there's like some robot in the back saying, hey, ask for 10, ask for 10. Like five gajillion humans. And she's like, five, all I need is 5,000. That seems kind of cheap, right? Doesn't it? <laughs> and of course, I love
1: how like 5,000 people, you like, in the current society... 5,000 be
0: easy give up. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? Just gather up uh, 1% of all the douche <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Douches out of the pool right now. All
1: douches. Le douche. d douche. Das douche. Everybody,
0: yeah. <laughs> Le douche. What's Russian for douche? douche That's it. <laughs> douche So things may seem hopeless, but they're not. Handlebars and the rangers immediately start cooking up a plan. Because the queen told them where the weapon is located, what fuels it, how it works. Like, basically everything they needed to know in order to launch an attack on it.
1: Right. Classic villain school stuff up.
0: Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm doing it, and this is how I'm doing it. It's great. So, Handlebar says that they are to hit the weapon with a surprise aerial assault. Yeah, Huffy. Absolutely nothing about that assault will be a surprise, let me tell you. Right. Then Waldo says they will rendezvous with the native freedom fighters.
1: Wait. If it was an aerial you know assault, I mean? an air attack, that means that they're sitting in fighters and they're doing some strafing runs. Well,
0: that's what I thought was going to happen. But that doesn't happen. Like, when you actually see what the aerial assault is, yeah. I, then you're like, oh, okay, that's what they meant. I'm like, what? So Senator Goodfoot opens his yap and says something about negotiating. Yeah, he was ready. And Handlebars checks him. He reminds him that the queen has practically wiped out the entire gherkin race. Right. No negotiations. Now, take off that half cape. Unless you're about to carve a Z into the wall. You look ridiculous. In short, he was saying, if we're sending five, you're going. Promise. He'll be one of the 5,000. He'll be like number 4,999. You want to keep him in suspense. <laughs> Sorry, dude. He'd be number one. I'd be like, yep. Get on the plane. What? Wait. Wait a minute. So cut to Ranger One arriving at the planet. No. Wait, it's not. That is not Ranger One. Thank you. It's bulkier, and it's not as pretty. Right. I'm gonna call it Expendable Two.
1: <laughs> oh man! Now if I if, it, if I say something, yeah. go ahead, finish. You got another joke coming? No, no, go ahead, man. Okay, I was just say it. I don't want to step on your joke now because you know you said not to step on your joke. So that was awesome, by the way, Expendable. But as soon as I saw it, I was
0: like, "What the what? Did they even call it Ranger One? No, they didn't call it anything. They were just,
1: it, you know, it didn't even have an AI."
0: It had nothing. Uh, here's the thing. Hold on. Let, let me. Let's continue.
1: Yeah.
0: So, and in the cockpit of um of Expendable Two sits Zachary wearing goofy ass headgear. <laughs> Yet he's talking to Nico like everything is normal. Like no, Jeez, nothing, at <laughs> Nothing is normal, Zach. Explain that shit. Jeez. But no, eyebrows just continues barking orders. He tells Goose to get ready as the E two moves within range. <laughs> So, cut to the ship's lodge bay. They have a bunch of drop pods lined up. Suddenly, the headgear makes sense. Everybody puts on their helmets as they get in the drop pods. If you noticed, everybody had their helmets on except
1: for Nico. She's like, hey, I'm not messing up my hair. I'm not messing <laughs> up my bangs. This isn't going to
0: happen. I think at some, yeah, at some point she does wear the, the helmet, though. She, she does. Wearing it. She
1: does. She put it on in the day. She put it on before they go out. She's like, okay.
0: Goofy-ass helmets. It is
1: goofy. <laughs> <She was> mis- <laughs> so, this time, Nico was mad. She's like, Nico or Miko Which one is
0: it? It's a Nico just, just With an N I want to make sure <laughs> Alright Because we got corrected On that one too Don't worry about it It's only, it's only been a year Some of us were <laughs> wronger Than others It's fine Okay I was wronger Okay I, I just, It's cool man <laughs> I just want to make sure
1: RD was wrong So It was admitted you said that you, said you were wrong, right? Yes. So everybody <laughs> uh,
0: puts on those. Everybody puts on their stupid helmets as they get in the drop pods. The drop pods. I guess Zach is just neurotic and was walking around all day wearing a futuristic <laughs> hockey helmet in anticipation of this mission.
1: I can see that. <laughs> like,
0: no wonder Eliza pretended to be comatose. I mean, jokes on her. She was like, she was a little too convincing. That's she right. went from like fake comatose to really frozen. But yeah, she couldn't take Zach. He has a thing about headgear. They went to a film festival once. Dude wore a beret for the entire week leading up to it. That's fabulous. <laughs> got, All right, go ahead.
1: Got an elaborate story for this, This <laughs> bitch running around with a beret. Asking for croissants. <laughs> just, just, I'm thinking, yo, know, you know what? You say she got frozen, but you, have you noticed the, crypt, the thing that she's in closes yeah. so you don't see the person's body? She's not really frozen. She's hanging out with Tupac and Biggie. <laughs> She <laughs> <laughs> so she's not really there, dude Or somebody else in Beta Mountain He's not there a lot, you know that, right? So he's out <laughs> She's like, it's like Divorce without the divorce Where is, where is they keeping her body? Is it at Longshot? I think she's at Beta Mountain Okay, I was gonna say, man Because, you know, if she's at Longshot Then she's really not there We're gonna ask Rabbi Bob about this He'll probably correct me on that as well Rabbi Bob
0: Anyway, the Queen's guys That was funny Nothing the queen's guys and some space cruiser have detected the e2 and launch fighters the rangers drop pods are ejected into the atmosphere we're going in hard remember the landing drills just in time too because expendable 2 gets immediately blown to hell but not before attempting some evasive maneuvers so you know the guy that was supposed to wait in the ship until the rangers needed an extraction <laughs> we'll call him Shitty Pilot Joe <laughs> yeah, yeah Turns out he's Expendable as well no joke, <laughs> So meanwhile In the atmosphere The drop pods deploy would appear To be inflatable Wings So they glide over A smoldering piece Of Expendable 2 Wreckage And Doc says There goes our Ride home Like they didn't Know that was Gonna happen <laughs> Like F shitty Pilot Joe That fool should Have paid more Attention in flight School <laughs> <laughs> Doc is more Savage than Wayne Brady
1: <laughs> you know how they didn't have an AI in that ship at all either You're right, there was some dude <laughs> got Yeah Some red shirt that got pulled into it I'm telling that's you That's messed up Like, all right, you wait here <laughs> We gotta drive <try. laughs> I thought about that, that's messed up, man Because that, that that's even funnier, man They're horrible They're like, <laughs> we just need some person to drive a ship That's messed up
0: So they released parachutes and land the pod gliders It was a bit like Escape from New Yorkish. You're
1: right I'm
0: guessing Doc was the only one that didn't pay any attention to the simulator that Zach was talking about
1: because he's the only one of the three of them that crashed hard. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because Zach said, just like in the simulator, y'all, then you see Doc flip, smashing the trees, turn sideways, things break on his thing, (laughs) and he slides
0: to a stop. Not the best pilot, Doc. Nah, me. But he's a better pilot than shitty Pilot Joe. No kidding. (laughs) Because he's still alive. That's right. All right, so Nico takes her goofy-ass helmet off and swishes her hair around. Yep. She tells everybody to get their jet cycles flying. Right. Um, I don't mean to nitpick Nico, but they're called hover cycles. Thanks. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Then she immediately puts her helmet back on, and they ride off. So why'd she take the helmet off? Like, I will never understand women. She had to make sure her bang was still
1: in place, and she didn't sweat out her relaxer.
0: Right, right. Relaxer.
1: <laughs> 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 I had to put that in there, man. You just gotta yeah. that.
0: Well done, well done. I
1: think
0: so. Doc says they're 46 seconds from their rendezvous with the Freedom Fighters. The Rangers are surprised to see a village full of civilians, including children. So Zach says, these are the Freedom Fighters? Damn, eyebrows. Yeah. Judgy much? <laughs> His attitude from the moment he steps
1: on this planet is like a-hole all day, man.
0: So the aliens in this village, they're humanoid dog aliens, right? So Zach spots a group of dudes that appear to be expecting him. The smallest one introduces himself as Berba, like former mayor of the village. Why is he not mayor of the village now? (laughs) I have an answer. Too much Berba, too much vodka, too much tequila. (laughs) So... I
1: smell it on him, so <laughs> like, what the, what? Like, his breath is flammable. Freedom Fight is like, whoa, you are free, dude. <laughs> free-
0: <laughs> I can free my nose from the smell.
2: You will bring down the wrath of the Queen upon what is left of us. The gun is the cause of your troubles. If we destroy it, the Queen will leave your planet.
0: Zack and um. the Ragers, after a bit of arguing, convince Mayor drinky Pooh. <laughs>
1: I'm done, man.
0: I'm done. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Convince Mayor drinky Pooh and his homie to help them find the Freedom Fighters oh, so man. they can all gangbang the Death Star Killer Space Cannon. So a couple of them ride with the Rangers on the back of the hover cycles. Oh, yeah? There you go. Earlier, they were giving the Rangers a hard time because they were afraid the Queen would destroy their village or whatever. Mm-hmm. But after a ride on those awesome-ass hover cycles, they're like, you know, we can always rebuild. By the way, every time the cats speak, that's what they're called, They're on the planet Wolcat, and the people are the Wolcats. Oh, man, I just made another connection. Oh, man, it's going to be great. Wait, what are they called? Wolcats. Like W-O-L, Wolcats? I believe so. Okay. So uh, every time they speak, they seem to switch between Irish and Scottish accents. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. I noticed that. I remember that. that? I'm not ripping them for that. Like, I don't think I can do either of those accents, but it was just an observation I made.
1: Oh, that's good stuff.
0: So they arrive. They're all hiding from a passing tank full of the Queen's guys, and did you notice the? uh... Was this the part where he had that weird greeting? No,
2: that's later. No, that's later. Oh, that's later on.
0: Yes, we'll talk about it though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all hiding from a passing tank full of the Queen's guys, and Seamus Flanagan tells them to make a run for the tunnel. <laughs>
1: no, that idiot! I know that idiot. <laughs>
0: It's a combination of a Scottish name and an Irish name. Very good. Very good. I thought that was great, (laughs) R.D. So uh, you'll notice I keep calling them the Queen's guys. Right. That's because I'm no longer convinced that they're meant to be robots. Me too. Other than their vocal effects, there's nothing about their movements or behavior that that says robot to me.
1: That's right. I noticed something that we'll talk about later.
0: We're going to play into that. I feel like it's the same trick they pulled on us with the 80s Voltron. Yes Like Zarkon's minions were always getting killed Every episode those red shirts were catching heat Yeah So WEP convinced us young viewers Mostly through Pidge's dialogue Right That what we were actually watching Were machines getting destroyed Rather than aliens made of flesh being eviscerated Speaking of eviscerated Zack says Doc, handle these little bitches And Doc, ever the wingman Tries to impress Goose Doc,
2: take him out Watch this shot, Goose
0: he fires a triple-barreled grenade launcher at the tank. The tank loses control and crashes into a cliff face, which uh, renders it no longer a problem because it's no longer in existence. So the rangers and drinky-poo get a little cocky. Cue the rest of the tank troop. Like, three more tanks appear and attack. The rangers flee on their awesome-ass hover cycles. And, uh, Goose says spy fly as a small drone zips around above them. Doc confidently says that he'll bust it up. Suddenly, a freaking... Planet Crusher emerges. Now, this Planet Crusher looks way different from the one in Mistwalker. It does. Episode 6. It totally does. And plus, it's armed with laser turrets all over it.
1: Right.
0: So, Zach tells everybody to evade, and they scatter. All except for Goose, who turns right at it. He pulls a rifle from a compartment in his hover cycle.
2: Wow, my 505s are just bouncing off that monster.
0: And after taking uh, several futile shots at the Planet Crusher, Goose's hover cycle gets blown up from under him. He falls pretty far and smashes through some debris. Then the a-hole spy fly drone takes a shot and hits Nico's cycle, causing her to crash. Doc freaks out. Nico. Yeah, settle down, Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. If you had busted it like you promised, Nico wouldn't have gotten shot down. No joke,
1: man. <laughs> no joke, man. Totally distracted.
0: Now man. go think about what you did, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> He was all giddy
1: when he shot the tank. You notice how he walked behind a rock holding the gun all night? I'm going to steal that line. Settle down
2: now, Meryl Streep. I like it. Oh, man.
0: Good stuff. Nico's cycle is destroyed, but she was thrown clear, leaving her dazed. So a stunned Nico is now in the planet crusher's path. Suddenly, out of the rubble, charges Silver Surfer Goose. He's still got the rifle from earlier. This time he shoots an intake port. Apparently, the planet crushes only weak point. So the behemoth is disabled and, you know, boss battle complete. Yep. The Rangers re <laughs> yeah. What is Goose's power exactly? Bio defenses. Yeah, it's adaptive bio defenses. But that's armor, right? That he's got on him. No, that's his skin. Yeah, so he has to take the hit first. So, like, what happened? This happens in the second episode, I think. He gets shot in the leg. He activates his badge, it heals instantly. What else has he done? He grows gills and webbed fingers and toes. So yeah, pretty cool power. It's a great power. It's a, I said it last episode that it, it practically has no limit.
2: Oh, That's what it seems. It seems like a, what do they call it? like a Almost like a lazy plot device. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Convenient plot device. Yes. You know, There's more to it.
0: The thing is the implant uh, has a limit. The implant has like a charge. And after the charge is up, you know, Goose will revert to his normal self.
2: Did they establish that in all the other... In the other shows?
0: No, it took a long time for, like, they were still, like, kind of developing his powers as the episodes went on. You mean they were making it up as they went along? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so they, they were kind of, like, still developing the rules. Yeah, yeah. Right. But we're 15 episodes in, so we kind of, like, have an idea of how they work.
1: And it was also, I mean, Kilbane kind of, like, one of the episodes. Which episode is that with Kilbane then? It was uh, episode 11, I think. Episode 11?
0: So you'll meet
1: another person like Goose.
0: But yeah. he kind of he kind of actually explains a lot about the power. Uh, Silver Surfer Goose. The Rangers regroup. Goose deactivates his Series 5 implant. And they all enter the chamber. Then there's about five minutes of close-ups of their feet going down steps. Stupidest bunch of film. What the what? Is I mean, there were a lot of steps. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't care, man. But I think the animators lost count. I know I sure did. So suddenly the Death Star Killer Space Cannon fires, causing dust and debris to fall from the ceiling. And Nico says, this is the gun. And Doc spots an exit, and they all run for it. Uh, As the rangers head out, a few mysterious dog people emerge from the shadows and watch them. Meanwhile, the rangers and Mayor Ned the Wino approach the cannon. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, these are some deep cuts here.
1: Wow. (laughs) Oh man, who was the drunk guy out
0: uh, of for the Sun* though? Man, was it Ned the wino? No, Ned the Wino from *Good Times*. Okay, Good okay. Times, yeah, Good Times. Good times. times. <laughs> Ned the Wino, nice, nice. So they approach the cannon. It's mounted atop an enormous structure. Doc comments on the royal architecture. Uh, then the cannon lights up and fires again. Doc asks, "Who she could be firing at now?" And Nico says that the queen has many enemies. I think she's been making those calls all day, like the one she made to Beta Mountain earlier.
1: Yeah.
0: I noticed that the pause between each time the cannon fires is about as long as her Crip Walk celebration dance. <laughs> you hear the booty clap right before the cannon lights up again. <laughs>
1: and Battle Cat's like, come on, can we stop? Me? He's just—he got this little—he got this little mohawk oh, yeah. on his back now. At this point, <laughs> oh.
0: think about that okay that's starting to chase can you stop (laughs) it's got bald spots so doc says the entire area between them and the structure is crawling with the queen's minions driving tanks suddenly the group of mysterious dog people appears behind them and one of them says trigger happy zach gets startled and kills them all (laughs) (laughs) actually it's goose goose is the one that's quick to pull the gun this mm-hmm. time, and Nico stops him.
2: You ought to be more careful when you say hello.
0: And uh Mayor Daquiri <laughs> says, says that these guys are the freedom fighters. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's a wineo <laughs> Now that Klatu nictu barata" line right. is that only from Evil Dead, or is it like a reference to something else?
2: It's I know it. It's a reference to the day the earth stood so still classic uh, sci-fi oh, yeah. movie oh yeah yes yes it is Farm. that's it that's it I always remember it from Evil Dead but you know when I saw I saw uh, Day of the Earth stood still like a while back and when that line <laughs> was in the movie I was like oh shit I remember <laughs> you know and it kind of hit me all at once the because I was thought it was from the... Evil Dead the original yeah, okay. one okay. Okay. not the okay. Keanu Reeves no no okay. the original like saying, I
1: was like yeah yeah so wait I need to go back there's, another, there's a, something I noticed now there was a battle cry already said at least once in this episode galaxy rangers ho okay oh. <laughs> so yes. let's go back to that galaxy rangers ho so they're on some place they're in a village these people kind of are called the wall the Wo cats uh-huh. messing with thundercats yes no maybe possibly oh wow yes yeah,
0: <laughs> and they kind of remind you of the robert burbles and what's his name is uh his name is burba
2: it's funny you say that, because I thought the same thing. They did remind me of the Burbles, yeah.
0: There's
1: probably a drinking contest going on between the two creators <laughs> of the two shows. I bet if we go back and look at the Thundercat episode that came on a similar time, there were some references to the
2: Rangers.
0: Could be. He may. They were rival shows, and they had the same time slot.
2: Didn't they have a companion series that was, what was it, Silverhawks? That had a kind of a Western theme. It's had yeah. Yep, Silverhawks. It did have a Western theme. Yeah, had Silverhawks
1: tiger sharks and Yep. was there a fourth i'm trying to think
2: i don't remember tiger sharks
1: tiger shark was really short um it was thundercats in the water yeah pretty much they had a cha- they actually had a chamber that changed them into um the tiger sharks no i think that was it because thundercats went really deep with all the rule attacks and all that other stuff so i think it was just
0: those three okay where were we Oh, yeah, so like after evading death, the freedom fighters exchange pleasantries with the Rangers. And uh, Scottish blonde Chewbacca says that there is little (laughs) time and they should find a safe place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He says there's a hidden tunnel nearby. Another one? Okay, sure. Goose says something about gathering their gear. Cut to the interior of the cannon structure, one of the Queen's. Quote, robots is sitting at a security desk. So Doc breaks into his intercom and pretends to be the queen, distracting him. Then Zach pistol whips the back of the guard's head, knocking him out. Right. It's a robot. Right. And he's unconscious. Right. Anyways, Zach says, Great work, Doc. Now I have more work for you. Mm -hmm. And he orders Doc to hack into the queen's targeting computer. Doc pulls out the flask, badges up, and sends Pathfinder and Tripwire into the system meanwhile the other three rangers are in the space cannon's power core zach says they need to place their blast charges way up high so goose pulls out his rifle from earlier and puts a grappling hook in into the barrel that must have been the gear that he was referring to earlier yeah he fires and old school batmobiles that grappling hook exactly where it needed to be Mm -hmm. so all three of them climb the rope and when they reach the top of the rope they pull out magnetic climbing gear and keep ascending now, if they have magnetic climbing gear, why did they even need the grappling hook and rope? Yes, exactly. So, what happens when they run out of magnetic surface? Do they pull out their jetpacks? Right, don't they have those? They should. Right, you know, I'm having a, I
1: have more problems with why they just have like a suit that could help them climb. They have they wore magnetic boots on spaceships anyway. Why aren't they using those? Mm-hmm.
0: Cuts to the queen's throne room. I mean, I don't know if it's the throne room, but there's a throne in it. Anyways, we learned that uh, Mayor Schnapps has betrayed the Rangers and looks kind of... Dude, man, you worked on it.
1: That was awesome. You worked on this, dude. You totally worked on this, dude. Oh, man. I'm I'm just waiting for the next next liquor
2: reference. (laughs) (laughs) President Ripple. Were you just looking at your shelf at home? (laughs) Yeah.
1: going through the list you know Captain Morgan (laughs) I have them all committed
0: to memory man (laughs) President Bacardi (laughs) so we learned that Mayor Schnapps has betrayed the Rangers and looks kind of sad about it the Queen tells him that he has done well and then he asks about his family and uh, she apparently has them captive and was going to free them in exchange for him being a sneaky raider ass weasel (laughs) So, the queen says, uh, hello, bad guy. And then everybody watches in silence as she does the running man all the way out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a big room. But before fading from everyone's sight, she tells her minion that she wants the rangers captured and brought before her. At the power court chamber, the rangers finally reach the top. Zack pulls out a device and places it behind a piston. So, the piston will activate the next time the Death Star Killer space cannon is fired.
2: The explosives are ready. Next time this gun is fired, it'll trigger
0: the explosives. Goose says that Doc better hit the neutron star with the first shot. Did I mention the neutron star is the cannon's like, energy source? It doesn't matter. We've come too far to quibble about this. So suddenly the Queen's guys burst in. Zach tells Goose and Nico to stand back and he powers up a thunderbolt. He takes out two of them with one shot. But the third guy shoots Nico as Zack's arm powers down. So Nico is dead and the guy runs at Zach. but Zach is nice with his hands and he K's him the FO. What? What you <laughs> That's okay.
1: so,
0: You got it? I got it. I got it. <laughs> All right, I, good. Got it. I got it. it, was, it was bad, but I got it. So another wave of minions rush in, Goose pulls the rifle out, but one of the guys lunges at Goose and knocks the rifle away. He's got Goose pinned down, but Goose Monkey flips him down the power core chamber you know that giant thing they just climbed yep. yeah dude screams the whole way down <laughs> yeah. it's a robot scream that's right he's like yeah ah! right <laughs> so as goose watches him fall to his death another of the queen's minions kicks goose in the middle of his back like this is sparta style that's right he's like,
1: Pap. <laughs> i love that
0: <laughs> now goose is scream falling <laughs> but wait he badges up and becomes a flying squirrel right this is where the bad kind of makes
1: sense ish no it doesn't
0: make sense because it's his clothes that changed if it had been skinned then i then i would get it but it was his his clothes became the wings that that's no yeah that doesn't fly no
1: it doesn't no it doesn't at
0: all i'm glad we agree so goose makes a superhero landing I mean, it actually looks dope, but whatever. Yeah. Goose makes a superhero landing just as Doc runs in with one of the Freedom Fighters. Now, this one looks like uh, one of the Dreadnoughts from G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah, I know. If a Dreadnought made Whoopi with a Hobbit. (laughs) Or (laughs) a Robert Burble. That would be the result. (laughs) So, anyways, Goose tells Doc that the Crown guys got Zack and Nico. Uh, Then they hurry off, presumably to attempt the rescue. Cut to the throne room. Zack and Nico are cuffed and stand before the Queen, surrounded by her minions. Nico is still alive. Sorry about scaring you guys back there.
1: <laughs> Burpa, you traitor. I am sorry, but the Queen has my
0: family in her dungeon. So Zack sees Mayor Kalua and calls him a traitor. And you guys didn't like Kalua? Fine. Have a <laughs> drink of that lately. The other ones are better. <laughs> harder so he in turn diverts blame to the queen and she says shut your mouth
2: Silence.
0: she tells zach and nico that they're going to the psycho crypt but first a little bit of chunga <laughs> that's an old joke that uh i told jay a long time ago <laughs> uh, i'll tell it to you now that way you'll, you'll get it. I'm, I'm, right. I'm going to cut this. I'm going to cut the whole thing out of the, the podcast. Right. I just want that to make Jay laugh. No, you, should, you should leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. I'll call okay. the episode the Chunga. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so there's these three dudes and they're on a safari and they get captured by native headhunters.
1: Oh man.
0: So they're all tied to a stake and the, the chief walks up to one of them and he says, what do you want? Death or chunga? And the guy says, well, shit, anything's better than death. I'll take chunga. So the chief goes, okay, you get chunga. So they take him down off the stake and they cut one of his arms off, cut one of his legs off, rip off one of his ears, pop out one of his eyes, cut off his tongue. So he's all messed up, but he's still alive. Mm -hmm. That is chunga. (laughs) Okay. So they go to the second guy and they go, what you want, death or chunga? And the guy's like, Oh my god, I don't wanna die. I'll take chunga and they do the same thing to him. Cut pieces off of him and just leave him there still alive but all chunga fied. So they go to the third guy and before they even ask he's like I'll take death man, F that. So the chief says, Okay, we give you death, but first a little bit of chunga.
1: Okay. Stupid jokes, man. <laughs> stupid. Oh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you see, <man? laughs>
0: You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you kindly.
1: Stupid
0: jokes. Uh, So she tells Zach and Nico that they'll be going to the psycho crypt, but first she wants them to see what happens to Earth for their insolence. A metal arm emerges from her throne with a control panel on it. Now, this was in... 1986. I think this might have been the world's first gamer chair. No kidding, man. Like, does that bad boy have speakers on it as well? might as well. So the Queen tells her minions to target Beta Mountain. Zachary's eyes start to do that anime quiver. He's either fighting back tears or his eyes are finally crumbling under the weight of those enormous eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, Doc interrupts the Queen's maniacal cackle with his triple-barreled grenade launcher. He shoots right into the middle of a cluster of minions, taking them all out. It's really well animated, too. I like the way that that looks. Yeah. He says, Rangers,
1: ho! Rangers, ho!
0: Yes, the queen commands her dudes to get them as Doc leads the charge with a... Galaxy, Rangers! Ho! -ho! Naturally, the queen slips away in the confusion, so that's all the distraction that Zack and Nico needed as they pull off a very impressive handcuffed teamwork move knocking out the two guys guarding them. Then Zack tells Goose to blast their cuffs. Nico winks with a familiar... Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. (laughs) I think there's a subtext there. I'm not going to get too far into it, though. Anyways, Zack tells Doc to hack the targeting computer before uh, Beta Mountain gets Jackie Gleasoned. Meanwhile, the Queen abandons her uh, cannon and all her minions. She runs into one of the three ships in the launch bay and takes off. And then she talks to herself about how confident she is that Beta Mountain is doomed.
1: The fools, they are
2: too late. My gun will destroy that Beta Mountain.
0: So Doc finds out that there are Terminator programs in the targeting computer. And uh, they're kicking the shit out of Pathfinder. So Doc is frantically typing stuff into the keyboard to try to help him. Scottish blonde Chewbacca tells Zack he's taking the Freedom Fighters to escape through the tunnels. Zack says they can't get out that way. The bombs placed by the Rangers will take out everything, including the tunnels, when the cannon fires. But treacherous Mayor Bacardi. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> he says that they could take the Queen's other two ships to escape. And Nico can't uh, take her eyes off of her watch. She tells him that the cannon, and by extension the bombs, will go off in under two minutes. Zach agrees to the escape plan and tells Doc to wrap it up. Doc refuses to leave his programs, and everybody runs off, leaving him behind. So, uh, Zach practices Doc's eulogy as he runs. He was brave. Dumb, but brave. <laughs> he completely didn't care. You saw him. He just broke out. Like, it was no problem. They all abandoned him. He was they like, left. out. So, of course, the programs reconfigure the targeting coordinates, and Doc escapes with them at the last second. And Nico is waiting at the ship's uh, open door. So, they launch. And watch from the stratosphere as Death Star killer space cannon fires at the neutron star, blowing it up. But the explosives didn't go off, and the cannon is out of control, targeting stuff randomly.
2: Doc, the gun is out of control.
0: When I say stuff, I mean their escape ship. Right? Can we talk about that a little bit more, man? Sure.
1: Cause why are they flying all the way to heck out in space?
0: That's what I'm saying. I addressed that. <laughs> okay. All right, so it fires again, barely missing them. But this time, the explosives are triggered and the cannon goes up in a column of fire, right? One more thing, man. Yes. What's up with that stupid bomb, dude? With all this technology that they have,
1: they have to depend on this the cannon actually firing and flipping a switch. Instead of them just going off somewhere and pressing, like, Nico's watch with this time that they can tell it, to talk to people across the galaxy with. Why? You're going to
0: have to take that up with Christopher Rowley.
1: Hey, Christmas. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Was, that, was
0: that really? Where was I? Oh, yeah. So now all the rangers are in the ship zooming away from the planet, right? That's overkill, wouldn't you say? The cannon got blowed up. Yeah. But the planet is still full of dog people and Chewbacca's right. and dreadnoughts. right. And they're not leaving the planet.
1: Nope.
0: So why didn't the rangers just land after the explosion? Right. But it's too early for them to not be in peril. The episode still has a few minutes left. <laughs> so Goose says they only have five minutes of air left in the cabin. And realizing that they'll be dead in mere minutes, Nico throws caution to the wind and lets Goose know how she really feels about him. She doesn't care who sees it. She decides in these direst of circumstances to take their relationship to the next level. <laughs> Goose's bio defenses is activated. <laughs> she touches his hand. Doc and Zachary are shocked. Zach starts giving everybody a goodbye speech saying it's been an honor serving with them.
1: I've never been prouder to be a galaxy ranger. And to be part of this team, you're the best.
0: And Doc says, I just want you all to know I hate each and every one of you. <laughs> not even Nico on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> when suddenly he's interrupted by a transmission. The Space Navy frigate Comanche from Episode 10 Trash is there to rescue them. And everybody just stares at Doc. And. <laughs> <laughs> all right, one thing did not sit right with me. What? I mean, there's a few things that didn't sit right with me, but this one thing really stood out. With the ship
1: in space and him dying?
0: No, not that. Well, yeah, that. But in addition to that, okay, um, did, like something that wasn't addressed. I don't think Mayor Jagermeister's family ever made it out of the Queen's dungeon before the explosion. Oh,
1: absolutely not. Yeah. That's
0: true. I don't think we don't think he did either. He did all that shady shit. No, no, he made it out. Okay. Yeah. he was with the with the freedom fighters. Okay. The Freedom Fighters all jump into uh, one of the ships. Right. And then the Rangers jumped into another one. So, yeah, his fam didn't make it. So, like, he betrayed them all for nothing. And then the fact they let him get on the ship after that, man, I'm like, nope.
1: I also don't think Zach got anywhere near mad enough when he actually got to see the Queen face to face.
0: I think uh, he's still angry, but it's, like, faded over time. Yeah. Because in the earlier episodes, holy crap, it was like blind rage.
1: Right. And it should be.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Until he finds out his wife faked her own coma. <laughs> no joke. What did you think of the episode, Red? I liked it.
2: Um, I mean, it was. I, I I'd seen the uh, the previous episode, so I mean, this one was definitely a step up. The one with the
0: uh, was it where Goose was talking to the dolphins? Yeah, yeah, uh, that yeah. was uh, progress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with 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 the screamers, with the Yeller and Screamer. Oh yeah, the tweet the tweaker aliens,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: those
0: <laughs> Both Gilbert <The> Gottfried. <laughs> yes, they got they have a Gilbert With Gilbert Godfrey vibe. Yeah, yeah. I call them Celarians because they have celery heads. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah.
2: you are like, hey. Yeah that that episode I had just you know because I had seen the wrong one, and then okay. um, I saw this one afterwards and uh, that, but that episode oh my god. The dialogue at the end of the, those uh, those characters that look like uh...
0: I called them Godzukis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they look like a combination of like I guess the creature from the Black Lagoon, and uh, they kind of <laughs> reminded me of the uh, the Kraken
0: from Clash of the Titans. No oh look, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? That might have been where they got the characters designed from. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Who knows? But oh my god, some of the dialogue was just. <laughs> Oh my! You know what? I I enjoyed the episode because I was drunk. (laughs) Yeah, like I made (laughs) it it made for a good podcast. I think it was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, this episode I enjoyed actually. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, finally get to see them confront the queen again. She's been uh, laying low. When was the last time uh, she had uh, appeared in the show? I can't remember the episode, but it was the one with um with uh, Kilbane. Like uh the one where they go to, to they start in the long shot facility. Yeah, and I they have to go back to look up. Oh MindNet. That's it. MindNet? That's yeah, the name of the show. It's the name of the episode, Mindnet. It's episode eleven, I believe.
2: Now now have you seen all these shows recently again, or you just you just watch them again. Right before the podcast, I watch them
0: again right before the podcast. Oh, okay, same. man.
1: some of them I can do from memory
0: though. But I I, I tend to watch them over and like when I when I when I'm writing writing for an episode, I tend to watch it over and over again. Like I'll right, watch right. it once, once all the way through, and then as I'm writing it, sometimes I forget to pause, so I end up like, <laughs> oh shit, I got to rewind. Right. And some of these so, um. Yeah, I noticed on the DVDs they had
2: um, commentary tracks. From yeah, some of the creators. Yeah. you ever listen yeah. to those? Yeah,
0: I listen Let's to see. a few of them. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, it's it's Let's pretty see. insightful stuff. Did you have so you listen to them?
2: Do you work those? No, I haven't. Do you work those? Uh, any of that information into the show or? I
0: know. Uh, no, I try to have like uh like my own my own. Uh, I try to put my own opinion in there like untainted man. But, and I, I mean, that proves to be, uh, sometimes it, it's, it's like a double-edged sword. Cause I, it, it, does have my own ideas, which, which I like, but, uh, sometimes I'll ask questions that they actually answered in the commentary. <laughs> I see. Okay. So okay. If I had listened to the commentary, then you I would know, I would know yeah. that. And I would be able to provide that info, but whatevs, yeah. man. I provided the question. <laughs> So you're going to give us a preview for uh, next episode? No, I just mentioned what episode's going to be. Actually, next episode might be a special episode.
1: Oh, really?
0: I might have a little surprise for our one listener. <laughs> I haven't found out for sure if what I think is going to happen is going to happen, but I'm pretty hopeful.
1: Mm. Good stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. You got to do it like they
2: uh, they did it with the sit- the sitcoms in the 80s. This week, a very special episode
0: of... Of Blossom. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you guys ready to close it out? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Okay, listener, that was Queen's Lair. And next episode, we're going to be doing episode 16, titled The Act. Tune in next time. Check us out on Twitter. We're at Galaxy underscore Rangers. We're also on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review us. We'll write your life story too much of a commitment? Fine. Just do one or two of those things, but then we'll only write the following sentence. It all started with a twinkle in my father's eye. <laughs> and a hefty bag.
1: <laughs>
0: Visit our website, series6podcast.com, the number six. Hear me talk toys with three of my fellow audio nights on the Figure Nights Theater Podcast. That's at FKT Podcast on Twitter. Send us feedback. You can email us at galaxyrangers at email.com. GalaxyRangers, no space, at email, not Gmail, E, because everybody's here today. Welcome back, Jay. Thank you. We've been your hosts. I'm RD. I'm Red. And I'm Jay. Back. Again. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Disengage your freaking hyperdrive. Bye.
1: Set.